Hello, my name is Kelly Bramblett and I am passionate about helping others live a high vibe lifestyle so that they're able to feel their absolute best. I am a self-help author as well as a certified general life coach and law of attraction practitioner. I specialize in both trauma recovery and mindset coaching. You can learn more about my work and my weekly blog by visiting my website at www.kellybramblett.com or to make it easier, just my first and last name.com. I am so happy you've joined me here today for this high vibe podcast episode. So if you're ready, let's go ahead and dive in. Hello and welcome, welcome, welcome to this week's High Vibe podcast episode. So today I am really excited to welcome Patia Kolobaval to the show, who is someone I have had the pleasure of talking to on several other occasions, and she is just always full of wisdom and juicy nuggets to share. So I've asked her to come on today and talk with us a little bit about inner child work and how it can benefit us in healing trauma and breaking through our limiting beliefs. So Patia is a women's transformation coach who helps women who have been pushed down and been playing it small due to toxic relationships or unhealed childhood trauma to create a life that is true to them and their sole purpose. Her mission is to help women who are on a path to healing from past wounds move through their limiting beliefs and internal blocks so they can finally do what they want to do, what feels good to them, serve and serve other women in a powerful way online. Patia pairs feminine flow with strategic planning to give entrepreneurs immense clarity, plus the exact steps to transform from side hustler to CEO. If she's not interviewing on her podcast, Unapologetically Abundant, working out, or reading, you will find her in nature disconnecting from the world and connecting to herself. So again, I am really excited to have her on the show today, and I'm going to take a quick break, and then I'll be right back to welcome her on. So welcome, welcome, welcome to the show, Patia. Thank you so much for being here today. So excited to be here today, Kelly. Thank you so much for having me. So can you tell us a little bit about your work and how you became so passionate about the work that you do? I love that question, Kelly. You know, and it's <laughs> fascinating because, you know, it's when people look at me nowadays, right? What they see, it's a podcaster, TV show host, life and business coach for women and traveling, international retreat, all these fun things, but it hasn't been like this, like five years ago, forget 10 years ago, 10 years ago, I didn't even know who I am. When I say, when people ask me, why did you become coach? I feel that I became the one that I needed on my journey. I wasn't like passionate about like, oh, let me wake up in the morning and try to save the world. I feel that I try to save myself first. And then I, when I find a way how to feel better and attract beautiful people into my life, I wanted everyone to have this hope and hope it's something that I really needed on my journey. So now I just can shut up about it. <laughs> I can see how it's changed my life and those around me and then my clients. So I feel that when we are really doing things that light us up, the whole world lights up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. I think when we start this journey of self-discovery and healing and we realize how good it feels on the other side of that, um, 
I think everyone kind of goes through this, like wanting to become the light, so to speak, be the light and share because you just feel so good and you want everyone to feel that good too. So I totally get that. So today I actually was hoping that we could talk a little bit about inner child work. And I was hoping you could shed some light on what inner child work is for my listeners who may not know. Absolutely. And you know, Kelly, if you would have asked me like five years ago, I wouldn't know myself. Of course, we hear it, you know, here and there, there are some meditations. But what I realized throughout my journey is that very often in our adulthood, we keep responding as that inner little child, the things that we have decided to be true by the age of five or seven. For example, I decided when I was seven years old that I'm unlovable, unworthy, and I shouldn't be even here because my parents, first of all, my stepfather was really abusive physically and mentally. So there was the first drop in a bucket. But second of all, I had a younger brother and he didn't have to do anything to deserve attention. And me as a girl, I had to be cleaning. I had to be taking care of him. So I started to believe we need to do things that deserve attention and love. And also when they gave more attention to my brother, but not to me, I started to feel that I'm unlovable. So all these things I decided before I was seven years old. And based on these decisions, I was deciding all of the other things, the school I went to, the relationships I involved, the people I would hang out, my friends, all of this. So I was still deciding as this little seven-year-old who feels unlovable. So when we look at our parents, you know, one thing is to say, oh, I know they did the best they could. Mm -hmm. That's the knowing part. But it still doesn't mean that it doesn't hurt, that we are not feeling betrayed, that we don't feel that they could have or should have, right, done better. It's in your mind, but in your heart, you are still hurt little girl or little boy who feels maybe unseen, unheard, all these things that we are bringing from the childhood. And if you have the option to speak with your parents and share with them how you're feeling if they're conscious parents, great. There is a work around it. Very often we either cannot speak with them or they're not open to be listening because they would take it as a blame versus us sharing how we are feeling. That's the time when we stepping into reparenting ourselves. The time that we become the parents that we craved. And again, we can believe that our parents did the best they could with the knowledge they have, the tools they have, many of them none, <laughs> right? So we step into reparenting and reconnecting with that inner child. We each and every one of us have it. So I think it's very important to go back and start uncovering the layers because there is no way that you will go do one meditation and you are done. Mm -hmm. You've been living certain way for decades. And I can guarantee you that for decades, you pushed that little child into the corner, ignoring it because you want to be cool, because you want to put the wall up, because you don't want to get hurt anymore. You don't want anyone to see you as a weak and vulnerable, let alone speaking to your little child. So people think you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And, you know, it's, we know just from studying the brain and trauma at this point that when trauma is inflicted on a child, there is like almost a um, stop in development in certain areas of the brain right there where we, like you say, we get stuck in those patterns, this um, narrative about not being good enough or being unlovable or whatever that unique narrative is. But 
yeah, it's really interesting, even when you start to look at it on a scientific and biological level, how the trauma affects the brain of a child and kind of stops and stunts that emotional maturity growth kind of that happens when we go when we're living a, a healthy childhood, I guess you could say, quote unquote. So why do you think this work is so beneficial at healing past traumas? You know, I, I feel that it's one very big piece of the foundation of healing our past traumas. Because like I said, if we don't go back and don't reconnect with that inner child, we are going to be experiencing still the pain that we have experienced through our traumas. And then nowadays, we will just recreate it in different ways because that's what we know what to do. We know how to suffer. We know how to survive the pain. So we are in a survivor mode. Instead of feeling safe and protected, we will create it in different places, different faces, but it's going to be the same. The result, how you're feeling is the same. Mm -hmm. So that's why we really get to go back and give ourselves what we needed because just think about it if you don't change inside who you are being and don't take care of the inner child it's going to go and get out anyway you know like when you're moody or when you are suspicious or when you are just trying to get away from the people because you're not feeling safe and I don't mean like any unsafe scenarios but you're afraid to fall in love you're afraid to ask for help you're afraid to let people in because you're like no they will hurt me again yeah been there done that but that all comes from that inner child that it's not healed when you reconnect with your inner child and you are feeling protected and loved and with ease and knowing that who you are it's enough then you are acting differently and that different acts are bringing in different results but if you don't change that and it starts with your childhood everything will be the same mm -hmm. and you know when I start to work with my one-on-one -on -one clients and I ask them if nothing ever changes in your life are you okay with that they say no all of them they say no mm -hmm. so you get to change something and it's so much easier to start changing here and within and start reparenting your inner child and even just start connecting because honestly when is the last time you spoke with your inner child mm -hmm. well and that really kind of leads into the question I was going to ask you next which is when we're talking about reparenting ourselves and our inner child and doing this work like what are some ways that we can actually do this work love the question Kelly and you know the first thing like I said first it's really Really starting to connect because when is the last time you spoke with your inner child so how I did it when I started to do this work I asked my mom to send me old pictures of me because I don't live in Czech Republic anymore so I don't have any pictures of me as a little girl so she sent me some pictures when I was three five seven years old I put it on the mirror in the bathroom because that's where I'm passing every single day right I passed it there and first of all for me it was like there was a resistance like oh this is weird like how how will I speak to my inner child? What am I even supposed to do? Well, what I started to first do, it's acknowledging her and seeing her. So I didn't start to like do nothing extensive like meditation or talking or anything. I was getting comfortable in reconnecting with her. So I put the images of myself of my inner child on the mirror in different stages and I just look at her and I just smiled at her and then it starts to be like natural you know like hey 
you have a cute smile, you know, and just like really start talking because it's always there. And usually the little kids on the pictures were smiling, right? Mm -hmm. So you started to feel this connection. And when you do this connection, that's the time when I started to do visualizations. I started to do guided meditation, visualizations. And um, I have one guided meditation that I give to my clients. And if you want, you know, I can um, send it to you or your listeners. They can just message me so I can send it to them. But that was the time when I started to imagine her and talk with her. And at the beginning, it was like, I couldn't see anything. It's just like blank and black and nothing. And I'm like, okay, I probably get to be like training my patients, right? But that's like with any relationship, when you connect with someone, you give it time, you give it your attention, it's undivided. So I started with just like a couple minutes, close my eyes and like, okay, like, what would she be like? What would she say? What did she need to hear? And it's just, again, it's a gradual progress because if your listeners are listening right now, there's probably decades of when they didn't connect that with their inner child and put her on the back burner. So starting reconnect that it's not going to take decades. Give it a few days, week, you know, few months. And just that reconnection itself, it's going to make you feel safer and it's going to make you feel seen. And you will stop relying on the external world for the validation. So that's how I really started. Just first acknowledging or seeing her, then started to do visualization. And then when I was able to see her, I started to talk to her. Like, you know, I imagined that I hug her and she was in my arms and I asked her, what is it you need to hear? What is that you are missing? What is that you wish that someone they would tell you? And like I said, maybe nothing will come up at the beginning, but then things will coming up because she will start to feel safe with you. She will start to feel good with you and you good with her. So it's a gradual progress, but I could feel that as I was connecting with my inner child, I was more um, forgiving to myself. I was more compassionate to myself because now I don't see, uh, you know, like 30, 40 year old who is a big girl and suck it up and go figure it out. I see this five year old who is overwhelmed, who is vulnerable, who is tired, who just wants to nap or hug or being sad. Hey, I love you. It's okay. We'll figure it out. So I started to do it internally. And then I started to do it external. It's not like I'm walking on a street and talking to my inner child and she's walking with me. It's not that. But when something happens, I say it out loud. Don't worry. We'll be okay. I'm here with you. It's okay. And I'm not saying it like I said, walking on a street, but even though, like, who cares? But when I'm with myself, by myself, I don't need to close my eyes and go to any deep meditation or anything. I feel freer to be myself. And that reflects on everything you are doing on the outside and the kind of people you're attracting in your life. Oh my gosh. I love those tips. And I really like the idea of just starting small with just pictures. And I think that is so powerful. I've never thought of doing that with inner child work. Um, and so that is like a great tip. So thank you for sharing that today. Well, this has been absolutely amazing. Thank you so much for being here. But before you do go, can you let my lovely listeners know where they can go to find out more about you and the work you do? Absolutely. So my favorite place, as you know, it's Instagram. I love hanging out there. Just my, under my name, Petya my website is the same thing if you want to learn about my podcast about 
uh, what I'm up to and uh, some of my freebies are there too or I have a free group unapologetically abundant women that I hang out and do free training so that's where I love hanging out online awesome and I'll make sure and have those links in the information box to make it really easy for people to find you well thank you thank you thank you again for being here I really appreciate you thank you so much Kelly amazing work so I hope that you've enjoyed today's conversation with Patia and that this conversation is serving and supporting to you as always I'm sending out so much love to each and every one of you thank you for joining me today